The following is an encore presentation of Everything Everywhere Daily. I'll be back again tomorrow to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the podcast. The Earth takes a year to go around the sun and a day to turn on its axis. It's tilted 23.5 degrees, which is what causes the seasons. All of these facts you learned in school are true, but they're not permanent. They change very slowly over time. One astrophysicist in the 1920s figured out that all of these cycles could interact with each other, affecting the long-term climate of the Earth. Learn more about Milankovitch cycles on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by the Travel Photography Academy. In 2007, I sold my home to travel around the world. I bought an expensive camera that I didn't know how to use and took a bunch of terrible photos. Several years, a hundred countries, and tens of thousands of photos later, I'd improved my photography to the point where I was winning national awards, being named Travel Photographer of the Year three times in North America. I created the Travel Photography Academy so you don't have to spend the many years that I did to improve your photography. Even though we can't easily travel right now, you can still work on improving your photography at home and in your own community. Just go to TravelPhotographyAcademy.com or click on the link in the show notes to start improving your photography today. To understand Milankovitch cycles, we have to understand each of the cycles which the Earth goes through individually. There are several of them, 
And it's going to take a bit of visualization to get the concept via a podcast where there are no visual aids, but it shouldn't be too difficult. We'll start by going through the cycles that the Earth itself goes through. To understand these, you need to think of the Earth as a spinning top. When the top spins, it's usually not perfectly upright. The top will be tilted somewhat. Just like a top, the Earth has a tilt to its rotation. Currently, the Earth tilts 23.5 degrees, and that is what is responsible for the seasons. However, that tilt, known as obliquity, isn't static. It actually wobbles back and forth between 22.1 degrees and 24.5 degrees. Right now, we're in the middle of such a cycle. The time it takes to complete one full cycle of going from 22.1 degrees to 24.5 degrees and back again is 41,000 years. The greater the tilt, the more sun the polar regions will get in the summer and the more extreme the seasons are. The next part of the cycle is axial precession. If you can imagine the spinning top again, as it's spinning, the axis of the top is rotating in a circle. It isn't just tilting in one direction. On the Earth, the direction of our axis in the north currently points to the North Star, or Polaris. However, this is temporary. Over the course of 25,771.5 years, the Earth's axis will go in a circle. That means that not only will the North Star not be the North Star at some point, but 25,771 years from now, it will be the North Star again. While the Earth is going about its cycles on its wobbling and spinning axis, there are also things happening to the Earth's orbit itself. For this part, instead of a spinning top, I want you to visualize a spinning plate. The edge of the spinning plate would be the orbit of the Earth, and at the center of the plate would be the Sun. The first orbital cycle is the orbital eccentricity cycle. The orbit of the Earth around the Sun isn't a perfect circle. It's slightly elliptical. The shape of that ellipse changes over time, and how much it deviates from a circle is known as eccentricity. The eccentricity cycles between 0.0034, which is almost perfectly circular, to 0.058, which is more slightly elliptical. The change is due to the gravitational pull of large planets like Jupiter and Saturn. This cycle takes about 100,000 years. The next cycle is called apsidial precession. If you can imagine that plate again, this time imagine it as more of an oval plate. As the Earth is going around its orbit around the edge, the plate itself is rotating. That means the closest and farthest point that the Earth is from the Sun will change over time. This cycle is about 112,000 years. Finally, there is the cycle for orbital inclination. That rotating plate isn't flat. It actually tilts, and the tilt changes over time as well. This cycle is about 100,000 years as well, and is very close to the same length as the orbital eccentricity cycle. Each of these cycles involves relatively small changes over long periods of time. However, they can compound each other, or they can mitigate each other. All of these cycles have been known for a while. Some were known back as far as antiquity, and others were more recently discovered in the 19th and 20th centuries. In the 1920s, a Serbian astrophysicist named Mulaten Milankovic put all the pieces together. He realized that these cycles closely followed the patterns of ice ages. In particular, three of these, axial tilt, eccentricity, and precession, all affected the amount of sunlight that would fall on the northern hemisphere. These cycles could either cancel each other out to moderate the strength of seasons, or they could compound each other, making the seasons even more powerful. In particular, what really mattered was the amount of sunlight falling on the northern hemisphere in the summer. Why the northern hemisphere? That is where most of the land is. 
68% of the land on Earth is in the Northern Hemisphere. Land can't store heat as well as water, which means that ice can form on it easier. Ice reflects sunlight, which can cause further cooling. During an ice age, most of the ice accumulates in the Northern Hemisphere. In the South, ice can only accumulate to a point before it hits warmer water, and the ice will cleave off to form icebergs. Glaciers depend on how much of the ice melts during the summer. When the Earth is at its maximum tilt, more sun is hitting the northern hemisphere in the summers. If the orbit of the Earth is such that it's at its closest point to the sun when this happens, summers will be very intense and ice will melt. When the opposite happens, when the tilt is at a minimum and the Earth is farther away in the summers, ice will not melt as much and glaciers will grow. All of these factors individually are rather small. At its closest point to the sun, which currently happens on January 4th, remember back to my episode on why we celebrate New Year's Day when we do, there's only about 6% more solar radiation hitting the Earth than when we are at the farthest point. Likewise, the axial tilt of the Earth only changes a few degrees. However, these effects can be big enough when they work in conjunction to cause an ice age. The observed strength of ice ages is usually found to be stronger than the Milankovitch cycles would suggest, leading some climatologists to think that there might be a positive feedback mechanism at work, something which causes the planet to cool faster than expected. The timing of ice ages is still being worked on. Milankovitch predicted that ice ages would be about 41,000 years apart, and that was true up until about 1 million years ago. Since then, ice ages have come at about 100,000 years, which corresponds to the eccentricity cycle. Milankovitch cycles aren't just unique to Earth. Like the Earth, Mars has all the cycles I just mentioned, except that the timing and the extent of the cycles are different. Researchers estimate that Mars has had between 6 and 20 ice ages over the last 800 million years. The Martian Milankovitch cycle might bring about an ice age every 400,000 to 2.1 million years. Some of you might be wondering if Milankovitch cycles are responsible for the recent climatic changes measured over the last several decades. And the answer is no. Milankovitch cycles take thousands, if not tens of thousands of years to change. Their effects can't be noticed over periods as short as a decade. So, the next time you think about the Earth as a spinning ball in space, realize that the spinning and the orbit isn't a static, unchanging thing. It's always slowly changing, and there are cycles within cycles within cycles. Executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is James Makala. The associate producer is Thor Thompson. Remember to leave a five-star review to get your review read on the show. They can be left at Apple Podcasts, Podcast Republic, or wherever you listen to the show. Also, you can help support the show over at Patreon.com. Patrons can get merchandise like t-shirts and hoodies, as well as having direct access to provide suggestions for future episodes.